84% of small businesses owners indicated that they are feeling optimistic about the future of the companies. According to smallbizgenius.net. shows and today we're going to have a different subject and we're talking about the code switch so that's familiar with me i'm used to that terminology and we're going to talk to miss elizabeth today so how you doing today i'm good thanks for having me thank you so much for coming so we're going to start off with you telling everybody what is your job right now we're going to take a break for this 30 second commercial According to a study, 4% of the population as a whole shows hoarding behavior, but that percentage goes up to 6.2% in adults over 55. The hoard didn't happen overnight, so why assume it will get cleaned overnight? It started room by room and it will get cleaned. Room by room by room. Free phone consultation if you set it up online, $25 if you need a staff member to do it for you. Second ad was brought to you by the research departments. Visit www.solvinginsanitynow.com. Now back to our interview with Elizabeth. Telling everybody, what is your job title and describe like what all it entails? Okay. So my job title is assistant professor and um, I work in uh, at a, a state university in Maryland and I, um, let's see, what's my job entails? Well, mostly teaching. So I teach classes on media and communication and also teach some um, history of uh, media classes. And then I also um, am ex I'm expected to do research and do writing for the public, but also, um, you know, for, for students. So it could be you know, textbooks or, you know, writing articles for um, students to read, not just my students, but students across the country. And and then the rest is just uh, a lot of meetings, a lot of service, uh, making sure the department is uh, running well, um, you know, supporting the university for different initiatives. I'm, I'm heavily involved in diversity initiatives for the university, whether that be hiring or diversifying the student body. So that's basically my job in a nutshell. Wow. I am impressed. Thank you. <laughs> so, <laughs> Thank you. So I don't think I ever even asked you all that, all, all that questions all the time. I've known you. I've never asked you that question, like everything it entails. So that's really interesting. Thank so, you. So first I'm going to read what what's this i think this is this is oxford dictionary okay. of what what code switching is and i'm i'm gonna ask you if you agree and then tell okay. me or you can elaborate on it so it says code switching is the practice of alternating between two or more languages or varieties of languages in conversation so what do you think about that i think it's a basic <laughs> you know definition um i do think in some cases it could be language i know that I have a lot of um, Hispanic students and uh, Latina students who who um, code switch because I hear them, you know, what they say in the classroom and when I see you hear them say outside the classroom and they, right. they switch back and forth language. But I would add that it's also a way of 
um, for, you know, for people who also speak the same language as the dominant language in this example, you know, English in the United States, it could also be about um, using, you know, the, the language. And when I say language, I mean, like the vocabulary mm -hmm. and the grammar of the people in their community. And so I would extend that to a lot of times when you hear the word language, the first thing you think of is like, you know, the most formal definition of language, like the language outside or like Spanish right. or French or English. But I think you, it would be extended to it's not just, you know, like the overall language, but how that in any language is communicated. And so even in English, there's a lot of variation. So I would include right. that. Yeah, absolutely. Because when I, I, I this is my first time looking at the definition of code switching. When somebody said that to me in the past, um, the term I'm thinking automatically black culture, where and um, it's like we can't act a certain way in mm -hmm. front of other races, all the way down to facial expression. Yeah. Because, and um, like me, I I just you know I'm very expressive, <laughs> like so I know. Black people are used to my face and my facial expressions, and I don't scare them. But I noticed the horror, especially um, in um, white people, when they see when I when I have when I go full fledged with my facial expressions, like "ugh, girl," and you know what? I mean, like yes. my face. <laughs> they look in sheer horror, and they almost is like clutching their pearls because it's like, "Oh my God, what is this big black lady about to do to me?" And I'm just like, "Oh my God!" So I gotta keep a straight face. <laughs> You know, yeah. and I got to speak very, very clearly and slow yes. and well articulated. Can't slow my words because all of those things scare. And and honestly, it is actually some black people I got to act like that around. Yes. <laughs> you know, and, and, that's, and that's been my experience too. And I'm I'm glad you mentioned that because I would say it's 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 more about not necessarily language but communication styles because that's yes, what you just yes. described. So to me, it's also about your body language, your facial expressions, right? Like right, how you right. respond to people. And I, I, like I said, in my own, my own experience, I've had the same reactions um, around, you know, depending on if I, if I was acting myself, but, at, you know, and I was with my friends, but then I was in a predominantly white space and how I was right. perceived. But I right. would also say I'm in a unique position because I teach students and I, my students are pretty diverse. And so I get to see them they in their different um like behaviors and so what right. i mean by that is you know when they feel comfortable around me my students of color they will they will code switch right in front of me because they feel comfortable that i'm going to you know and i'm going to reciprocate right. and i'm not going to be afraid of that but right. they also they quickly switch off if we are if if let's say the class is predominantly white then they won't do it or right. when they when they leave my classroom and they're out in the halls or do you know what I mean and not in on, right. on campus they 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 automatically learn to not do that right because yeah. depending on who your audience is yeah and it's it's like it's almost natural you know yes. um yes I guess like when you little and you can't act a certain way in front of your mom and dad, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm going to say, actually, that kind of went right into the next question, which is, do you think the term code switching is exclusive for black or brown culture? So we already addressed that where not mm -hmm. really, not really, but like, I do think it's depend on, you know, I, I can't speak for other countries. I think here it, it, when we really think about it, we are mostly thinking about black and brown, you know, cultures, but I do, right. I also hear, I was actually um, 
surprised because I'm gonna be honest, I wasn't aware. But you know, as I, I've taught more and more um, Asian students and students from the Middle East, they code yes. switch too. So, Absolutely. So I do think it, we could probably safely say that it's more something that's done by people of color, immigrants, you know, people who they're not a part of the dominant white culture. They're more likely to code switch. Now, do you consider this code switching? Like, for example, um, especially I say millennial um, politicians, because older ones are really just they just say whatever they want to out their mouth because that's just older people, <laughs> period. But like our age, like. Don't you think that that's considered code switching where, you know, politicians, they they don't talk like that 24 hours a day. They have to behave in a certain mm -hmm. manner when they're on camera, when they're, you know, addressing certain things in Congress or even if they're just in a regular um, nine to five job, they have to behave in a certain way. Um, not necessarily the facial expression that we were talking about, but more so. They can't say whatever they want to say. That's why they you have slip ups where people say crazy yes. stuff and then get fired from their job. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. No, I totally agree. Like, like you said, like some of the older politicians, you know, they're going to say what they have to say. Um, and and they're you know what I mean? And they're more likely to, you know, to get away with it. But I would say like younger politicians, even like I was thinking like Cory Booker, even um, Obama, President Obama. I, you know, there's times where I was surprised because. I mean, and then I had to say to myself, of course he code switches. You know what I mean? Right, but right. I've seen like when he's done talks at or when he did like a speech, let's say he's around, you know, like he's doing it at a historically black college or when right. he's doing a speech in a black church, he code switches. He goes, he, right. he, you know what I mean? Then the person that we know on the TV that's, that's speaking to a predominantly white audience. Um, right. And so I would say, yes, a, a lot of politicians, um, do that right because yeah. they understand um that that's what they're you know that that's what they're supposed to do like that's right expected. you have you're playing a role it's it's literally like you're you're playing a role because even me um when this is not my normal voice i'm you, you hear a little bit of my normal voice in here but <laughs> when i'm like chilling with my clients or at home and that's that's dawn you know what i'm right, saying right because i don't want to like the first impression i will probably scare you if you get all of me and all of my facial expressions and my loudness, and you know what I'm saying? It no, exactly. <laughs> and even you can see like, like Maxine Waters, like she said something just recently, um, or, you know, around the George Floyd trial and, you know, everybody's up in, you know, arms about it. But then I was like, uh -huh. you know what? That's a black woman. You know what I mean? Talking. Right. That's a, a like you know she's in her seventies or eighties. I forgot how old she is, but oh yeah, because you, know, you just don't care at that point. You don't care right. when you're in she your seventies anymore, so, <laughs> right? So, so I think it's funny, but you know what I mean because you know, I chuckled when I heard like what she, you know, and but the, but I know that she's at the point where she's like, you know, I did my time. Like I don't. That's care. right. But, and so she's <laughs> gonna let it slip. That's look me working around older people. That's just what it is. When 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 older people reach a certain age, they don't even care anymore. You know, they right. just it just all just comes out. I don't care who it is, <laughs> and they say the most shocking things. Like my dad, up until his past, I was like, oh my god, daddy, like really? <laughs> he just yeah. he didn't even care, <laughs> right? Because they get to a point where they're not trying anymore. But I think like younger, you know, the younger you are, and especially, well, I should say, when you get to that point, I think students they start noticing it in in high school and then i yeah. think it's college is where they really figure out like when they need the code switch 
Yeah. Because they're, yep. they're being socialized to to enter the world of work. Yes, absolutely. So um, let me go into my next question. I want you <clears throat> to give example of what behavior or statements your colleagues can get away with that you cannot. For example, like inappropriate jokes and stuff like that. <laughs> oh. Ooh, yeah. Don't get me in trouble. Keep me in office. <laughs> so, I have been at times where like uncomfortably <laughs> in a meeting and like, for instance, one of my white male colleagues, he makes jokes that are questionable, like, like kind of like, you know what I mean? Slightly sexist. Yes. Um, on the line um sometimes he he tries to be like down like a little too woke you know what i mean like he right. that line. like he didn't say the n-word but he he he's he, he alluding he's to it. yeah exactly and then you kind of like and then for you know there's there's not many of us in the department you know that are, are you know persons of color but for those that are we can all you just see like you know how you give the look to someone across the room or, yes you know so we we all like kind of look up and be like mm. like you know what i mean like he went there and he gets away with that i wouldn't even dare do that because to be honest with you uh, first of all someone would you know rat me out right yes. or snitch in a matter of seconds and i would be sitting in hr even right. if i you know what i mean and made a joke like that so it's i've always i'm so careful about what i say in my public persona on campus that I would never like even try. But yes, I, I, I've come across one time I was in a large meeting on a university level. And I mean, <laughs> the, the white older guy, he must have, I don't know, he could have been 70s or 80s, um, clearly need to retire. But, you know, <laughs> he said, um, basically, he said some stuff that would by by definition would be like, if he was out there on social media, he would have been canceled. But yes. he, um, I'm trying to remember one time he said something about, you know, almost to the, the sense that women can't do math or, and that, oh, you know, wow. like, and, and <laughs> yeah, and black students are, you know, we should encourage them to major in, in easy majors. Like he said some things next to me that were astonishing. And I, you know, I'm looking around to see if anybody else heard it and they did. And the only people that seem to be shaking their heads are the people of color. Everybody, all the white people are like, like moving along, like, pretending they didn't hear it yeah because it's kind of like um well that's how we talk behind closed doors so i mean whatever you know yes right and so because it's not like they were surprised that he said it absolutely and not so, because right exactly because that's how they talking at lunch and, yes and that's what, <laughs> what what killed me was though that i was like wow can you imagine what he said when we were when i wasn't next to him like do you know <laughs> yes. what i mean like like to him he was to him he wasn't even going full throttle like you know what i mean like that's he was right. containing himself but that's right but you know if i was a fly on the wall like you said at lunch i mean I, i'm sure he he goes full out there because if he's willing to say that out loud and he thinks there's going to be no consequences which he's right there were no consequences right. and he's right. done it several times in front of me i can't right. i mean i can't even imagine what he says you know what i mean when he when he's behind closed doors 
Yeah, absolutely. Because um, I know my father mentioned certain things like he was saying my father was very quiet. He was introverted. And when he would go out, you know, when they do the, the what they call, what they call it when you go out at five for the drinks, what they call happy hour. Oh, happy hour. Yeah. <laughs> you could you could tell I don't drink. So <laughs> when they um, would go yeah. out, he was saying he would be he said, if you be real quiet. He said they get real loose with their tongues. And they yes. just say yes. some, yes. <laughs> oh, man, like the lady, and I have to mention this lady, um, <clears throat> a, a Democratic uh, uh, delegate, in a, uh -oh. and I think she's still in there. Yeah, that's right. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's right. It's in the it was in it's in the newspaper. It was in the New York Times and all this, um, where the lady referred to PG County as the, the N word district, and wow. yes, ma'am. <laughs> so you know she had a cocktail party whatever it was it was some type of drinking fest or whatever you know they having dinner whatever and she said it and the, the thing to me that I was taken aback by were two things the fact that she was a democrat and the second part was that um, her constituents said well I mean she didn't say anything wrong you see what I'm saying like <laughs> I said <laughs> what <laughs> like this is crazy so yeah you know what? This is what really throws me. So we learn to control ourselves, right? Oh. And we learn to code switch. Yes. And what kills me is that whenever I hear on the news, when you like a what you just described, right? I'm always yes. like, who are these people? And like, how come they can't keep their mouth shut? And then I'm like trying to understand that. And I was like, wow. And people of color like really have much more control in terms of not saying things and like and putting yes. on this like kind of decorum. You know what I'm trying to say? Like yes, yes. And then I find it is such a double standard because yes. Then you're just like I'm always like I know I shouldn't be surprised, but I'm always floored because I'm like like I don't why, know what's in the news this? recently about a judge who basically uh -huh. used the N-word like multiple times around her black employees. And then, oh, you know, she was asking wow. for inappropriate stuff. And I'm sitting there like, wow, this white woman felt like she could just say whatever she wanted, right? right. She can't even control herself. And she's so bold that she says it in a courthouse in front That's of, right. you know what I mean? In front of a black bailiff. And you know what I'm trying to say? Yes, like, absolutely. Like, and I'm going to tell you, I, like I, when I moved down here where I'm at, <laughs> I, that's when I fully understood why that is and then I had a client who I'm going to have on too because she wanted to um, do the code switching thing um, She, I kept saying this I didn't know how to say it in um, their terms because I know that to me that's like a black thing to say code switching so I was like when my child got in trouble for something and I was saying you know why are your children here like they don't know after five behavior that's what I kept saying I didn't say cold switch and I said why do they not know how to behave from nine to five I don't understand like you go crazy <laughs> right. after five like but it's it's in the upbringing because we're trained in this manner we are trained you know as you know as you're growing up how you're not going to act when you're in front of certain racist that's that's just i'm just being honest you know what i'm saying it's right. like no, especially right. it's like it's it's taught to us especially when you're sitting in front of white people you will not behave in such such a way and that is a cultural thing and i i, I can't speak for the spanish culture but i think that's the difference and my client like i was getting back around to saying she's i said how come they don't understand this after five behavior thing and i'm intrigued because i'm thinking about dawn and my client said dawn 
because they don't have to. What are you talking about? They can be that way all day long. We can't. And I didn't think about it until she said it. So if you're used to behaving this way around your people that you grew up around and then you go into corporate America, why should you have to change if your boss is accepting it? You see what I'm saying? Yes. And I'm starting to, I I finally came to the same realization because I was like, clearly this guy, this man doesn't feel like he needs to respect me. Right. Next. That's right. Because. He feels like this is his normal and that I need to get with the program because he that's, doesn't yeah, care. That's right. That, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you when it when it comes back around, honey. Let me tell you when it goes full circle, when they start calming down, when they end up in a nursing home, because I'd have seen that tail end of it. And I will put your <laughs> racist parent out. You think I have not took somebody racist mama and put them in the hallway in the wheelchair like this is not going to work. I don't service racist people. And, and let me tell you something. <laughs> <laughs> because most of your workers in the nursing homes, I don't care if it's the most richest area in Rockville. I don't care. You no, gonna I, have I'm with you. you I'm gonna have ninety percent black people at your service, black and Spanish and foreign and Jamaican and, and you see, what I'm saying yeah, everybody right, is of right. color. So you gonna watch your tongue, honey baby. By the time you get to that stage in life where your your kids don't give an f about you no more, that's when. So it yeah. does come back around <laughs> where they understand, oh, you're going to learn how to not say the N-word, sweetie. Okay, you're you, you going to learn. And you will not say you people. That's the last time I put somebody out. The lady said, the kids were so embarrassed. The kids, her <laughs> children, her grown kids were so embarrassed. And she told me and this other Muslima, um, she you said, why people? do you, you people? I said, oh, oh, I called her front desk. Um, excuse me, I don't do racist people. <laughs> <laughs> what you going to do? You think they're yeah, going to pay $200 true. for somebody else to come in and take their mama out? That's right. No. Right. <laughs> Control your mama. <laughs> I'm with you. So we're going to go to number my next question, mm-hmm. which is, all right, we already answered that. Is, in your opinion, um, are people trained for coach switches? So I answered my end. I think we're trained. What do you think? Yes. No, I mean, I totally agree. I mean, I, what I see is, and then in, in some cases, I, you know, I, some students where, you know, for whatever family or environmental circumstances, they're, they're not quite there, like in terms of training. But what I notice is they quickly pick up on it by the time they get to college. You know what I mean? Yeah, so, right. Like, so even if like they know they should be doing it, but they might not know how to do it. I don't know if that makes sense what I'm saying. Yeah, absolutely. Because they might not have had models at home to show them how to do it, but they knew that they were supposed to do it, whether that's because they saw it on TV or they noticed it, you know what I mean, when they were at a restaurant or whatever. And so I do notice that by the time I see them in college and, you know, they're 18, 20 years old, that they, they learn really quickly or they'll yes. even ask me for advice. Like they'll ask me to um, help them run through, like they'll tell me, they'll be like, professor, I, I have a um, interview coming up. Can you help me um, run through it? And I, and I appreciate that. And I'm willing to do the extra work for them, but I know why they're asking me because they feel like, you know, they want, they want someone that they feel like that's done that as an adult. Do you know what I mean? They're out there in the world. And they're like, and, the and they feel comfortable me. with you. They feel yeah, comfortable they, with and, you. And, and, you're, and you're right. And they feel comfortable with me. Yeah, because you're not a judgmental person. So I, you're you're approachable. So it's like I know I would ask you. I'd be like, listen, can you tell me? <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, 
Yes, and that's what they do. So they'll ask me, you know, or they'll say, can you read this letter before I send it, my cover letter? And I'm like, sure. And, and you know, and that, you're right. Like, you know, and there'll, there'll be mistakes. I fix it with no judgment. But my point is, is that they're still learning, but they want yes. to learn because they because they they know that they need to fix the issue. You, you know what I mean? Yes. Because they know absolutely. the society says that they need to do it. Yeah, absolutely. That is so true. So my next question, in your opinion, do you think code switching is something that may eventually be obsolete? I'll speak for the United States. What do you think? Ooh, that's, a <laughs> that's a hard question. I know, right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know because, um, I mean, I, I, I mean, I try to be optimistic, but I'm, I'm very pessimistic about racism. And what yeah. I mean by that is I feel like or else or else there's real change in power structure and like and, and who has resources and money we're just going to continue on like this and then yes. and whoever has the, the the resources right which means they have the power are going to it's going to be the dominant culture so i just don't see any way for you know what i mean like i don't see that that yes. can't i feel like it, it's going to continue at least in my lifetime because yes. you know what i mean because i just don't see it changing anytime soon because to be honest the majority of people of color don't have the economic power you know what i mean to to actually change really substantially change things and so right. you know this may happen over generations but right, right, I just don't think it's like immediate. So you know what I mean. I know I'm not really yeah. answering your question, but I'm kind of no. You did you you did answer it because what I was thinking was it's black people that do it too, and that has to do with exactly what you were saying. Who's in power? Who has the money? You know, because I've heard a, a black lady um, recently that said um, that she was actually looking at her colleague like, "Why are you switching up in front of me?" She expected them to still act. Oh wow! Yes, absolutely. And I was stuck thinking, like, oh my gosh, she really thinks that. But I, she, but see, she don't do that to me. You see what I'm saying? But she feel like as long as they're in the work setting, do not switch ah. up. Don't close. It. Yes. So I think that um, it's it's embedded in us anyway, because regardless of how many generations back slavery happened, we are still American at this given point in time. We have assimilated. We have adopted. Yeah. You know this culture. So that yeah, I think and it's hard, right. And I was gonna say we've we've already in some ways accepted it like that's what we're supposed to do do you know what i mean so Absolutely. i feel like it's hard to really step out of it and then when you explain what she said i was like in some ways yes like i am i'm gonna be honest like when i'm on campus i'm very careful and so right. but so with with you know i like i said when i when i know i'm in a like a safe place or in or in a situation then i will then i will let my guard down but right. but i usually I won't do it like in the halls where there's a chance that the dean might walk by. Do you see what I'm saying? So exactly. I kind of understand what she's saying because I feel like I don't have any room to relax, nor would I ever like go and like and, and, and get drunk at a, you know what I mean? Like I, I've had colleagues, right. like you said, like they're drinking like crazy and stuff. And I'm sitting here thinking like, I can't slip up like that. I mean, I'm not a drinker, but my point is even if I was a drinker, I wouldn't do that because I would not put myself in a position where I could slip up. The, uh, and you I, would I feel be like surprised I have to keep many, control. And you'd be surprised how many people actually do that. When I sit and listen, I used to work at the nursing home and um, it was one uh, administrator had a party at her house and they drink it. And I'm thinking, 
Y'all actually got drunk in front of your supervisor? Like, are you serious? I, I'm like, <laughs> I think that that's insane. Like, it's certain things that y'all y'all not on the same level. Like, you know what I mean? Y'all not yeah, friends. Boundaries. Yeah. It's a boundary I wouldn't cross. Absolutely not. So do you think that your colleagues that do not code switch notice that you do? Hmm. Um... I think it depends on if I could say how woke they are. So okay. I would say I some of the younger ones that consider themselves more woke, yeah, they know they know. They they wouldn't they wouldn't dare cross the line with me, but they know. But I would right. say the older, you know, my like the older colleagues or yes. you know what I mean? Like, no, I don't think that they really think about well, it, nor right. they're aware they the person that they see, you know, that I the persona that I put on is the persona that I'm sure that they think carries on <laughs> you know what i mean when i get <laughs> right. home, like you said the, the nine to five you know me i think they think is also after five like so because uh, i don't think it would occur to them like we talked about earlier like like they don't need to do it so they just assume like that's how i always be you know what i mean like they would never question it i don't think so yeah that's true <laughs> I didn't even realize I was doing it until um, my oldest son kept walking in, like, he'll walk past me and he'd be like, who you was on the phone with? And I'm like, what you mean? And I didn't even, I immediately go into that mode, like, when it's a business <laughs> call or when, it's immediate. <clears throat> like, hello, and how are you? And yes, you know, it's just immediate. Right, right. <laughs> so, my last question for you is, what advice do you have for college graduates just entering the work world in regards to code switching? Oh, another great question. So um, <laughs> this is something I, 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 I live in real life. So it's, you know, it's not like a theoretical question because right. I do give advice to students all the time. Like, you know, when I do advising and when I talk to them and like you said, to be quite honest, because I'm one of the few, you know, black women on campus, you can imagine a lot of black students, you know what I mean, come and ask for advice. And so what I found is, is that they, you know, they'll ask me advice about, um, and they won't use the word co-switching, but they'll say like professionalism or, you know what I mean? How they should behave. And right. I, so I do talk to them quite honestly about, you know, like what about expectations? And, you know, I try to say like, you know what, it's not fair. Right. Right. Or, right. You know, and this is how society is. But unfortunately, if you want the cultural capital to make it like you know right. that you have to get that cultural capital and that requires a behavior so i do i'm very honest with them so i try to make be approachable in the sense of of being truthful and honest and what i mean by that is telling them that i struggle too you know what i mean like right, i right. had to learn to do this i didn't have all the cultural capital or know how like you know what i mean like I, but i had to do it a little bit more like hard knocks because i didn't have um as many mentors and so what i think is fortunate with this the generation coming up now is that the um they there's more um they are seeing they, they have better representations you know what i mean and that's and, exactly what i was thinking you was going to say exactly so, that yeah. makes a difference so doesn't they, it i can i can help them or also be a role model and i think that's usually to be quite honest sometimes and i don't i don't want this to sound like you know, um, like conceited or whatever. But what I'm saying is, is that a lot of times it's just the act of like being me and like, and just watching 
Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they yes. figure it out. Like, so sometimes it's, it's not even, it's unsaid. Like, I don't even have to really say things. And they'll right. say to me, like, oh, you were a role model. And I'm like, oh, I didn't really remember doing anything. And they were like, no, I just watched how you interact. You know what I mean? And behave right. and carry yourself. So I think some of it is that. And then some of it is like directly to be, I'm going to be honest with you. Like I've had to tell a few students, like they told me, I said, you know, send me a picture of what you're going to interview with. And then, you know, they sent me a picture and I'm like, oh, like, you know what I mean? And then right. I have to like, you know, that's not really appropriate clothing. And they're like, oh, and I have to explain why. But my point is, is that, you know, it depends on how open, but I do think my advice would be to look for, you know, seek out older, you know, like um, the people in their 30s and 40s are not that old to seek out, you know, <laughs> people I'm not that right. have out there working, right? And they have, yes. and they're, they're, no, because they've lived life, right? And they, yes. and, they and you know, and, and read and try to find, like, there's lots of people who blog and write books and like find, like they talk about their life experience and like try to find role models, whether it be in person or on the internet or reading that can help you navigate, you know what I mean? This world, because you're going to have to learn these skills. I love that. And you know what I think that is um, important that you need to find somebody that you can see their intent. Like when you meet you, you already know. Um, you got a good soul. You know what I'm saying? And I know that your intent, even if you give me advice, is not coming from a place of malice. That's yes. that's that's important. Because if you don't understand um, how to pick out who you're going to take advice from, you'll pick it from somebody who's a psycho <laughs> that's setting you up. But you, you got such a gentle spirit. I already know, you know. Yeah, <laughs> no, I, I'm I gonna ask her for this advice, be, and, you know. and, and be careful who you know. Just you know, look like see how they interact with other people. See how people treat them, or how they're being treated by other people, because that can give you a lot of you know a sense of like if this is a person that you really want to get advice from. Because yeah, right, you're right. Absolutely. Some people and some and you know some people are so like I I know I, I have a friend who tells you she used to tell me this all the time that when she was moving up the ranks and she's in computer science and she said that uh, she said it was really disappointing but her experience and this is her experience but she, but i've read this in other you know women who black women who report the same thing that a lot of black women would not support bl- younger black women Ooh, because they're honey. afraid that they're going to take their place <laughs> yeah oh and my god and they can't be trusted and that's really sad yes it's, but, the, it's so true. But she told me, she said this is the truth. Like she said, she saw it many times. And and I was like, cause I would be like, I'm like, why you get so upset? Or why, I'm like, why are you like, you know, cause she'd be complaining. And she said, I said, well, why are you so paranoid? And she said, I'm not paranoid. She was like, that woman, she said, she looks, she's smiling you in the face. Cause you know, I met her at like a phone, you know, at a, a like a right. you know, after work thing. And right. she's like, she'll, she said, she'll cut you if she thinks that, you know, you, you're going to step <laughs> up. And I was like, really? And she's like, yes, yes ma'am. Yes, she was ma'am. Like, you can't. She was like, just because she's black and like doesn't mean she's gonna try to be your mentor. She was like, not. That's man. right. That's right. Uh, you know what? And I, it took me a while to understand that. Um, but it was my husband kept pointing it out. He was like, why you keep getting into it with these old hags? He always <laughs> said that, right? Because I swear to God, it was always some old lady. I don't mean to say old lady, but it's the truth. But they'd be like my mom's age, and we'd be like battling. I'm like, what the heck is it? What is this? This is crazy. Yes. So that that last old hag that um that I was renting that space from, my God, it was crazy. And I remember one day we was going at it, and she said. She said she thought I was successful. 
And I was at that point, Liz, I did not think that I was successful. I'm serious. I just was thinking I'm winging it. And I still right. am winging it. Don't get me wrong. But it's like I, I didn't understand how others looked at me. And when she said that, but she was torturing me simultaneously, I said, what the heck is wrong with us? <laughs> you know? Yes. Because <laughs> she felt threatened. Us? And, what and, am and I some people, do? when they feel threatened, they attack. <laughs> Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> but I'm just—it's just—I just don't understand, and that's—I and I'll never fully understand because I don't have that personality. When I see somebody younger than me that's sitting there like they got their housemates, well, I'd be happy for them. I'd be like, "Go ahead, girl." I know that's I'm the right. same way. I <laughs> you know? in the same way, so it's hard for me to understand because. I'm, I'm usually like, when I, you know, I find out something like a student and they're doing really well after graduation, I'm happy for them. But, yes. you know, for some people, some people are very miserable and, you know, yeah. And, yeah. and misery likes company and they want to bring you down too. And so, yeah, that I think that would be my closing advice would be to, yeah, be careful also, you know, who you look up to because, you yeah. know, some people do not have your best interests at heart. Yes. And Thank you. I just want to thank you so much. This was a wonderful conversation today. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad. <laughs> and I'm it was very enlightening. Know, I hope your your listeners really get something out of it. I really enjoy talking about it. Yes. Okay. And thank you so much for coming on. And thank you for spending your afternoon with me these 35 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You so you have a one for inviting me. You're welcome. You have a wonderful day. You too. Bye. If you would like to be a guest on our podcast, please head over to diditmakeyousmile.com. That's diditmakeyousmile.com. And fill out the online questionnaire and we will get back with you. Thank you.